So today we're joined by two prominent athletes, swimmer Dara Green and rower Philip Doyle, who are at the top of their sport in Ireland and doing great things on the international stage. You're both looking ahead to Tokyo, but let's go back to the start. Dara, we'll start with you. What was sport like growing up? Um, yes, sport, which, um, and everything that, um, what you call it, my life revolved around at a young age, and did every kind of sport at a young age, from football, Gaelic, soccer, all the likes, and never really had much, was doing, was put in swimming just to learn how to swim really, and me and my two other siblings, and then never really taken it that seriously, and Kept around transition year then, or junior shirt, sorry. And I ended up breaking my leg playing rugby. And yeah, so I was out for a bit. And swimming was the first sport I got back into. And yeah, found a kind of love for it again. And decided not to take up any other sport at the time. And just gave it my all for swimming and see where it would take me. So yeah, kind of. So. You're, you're flat out now anyways. Yeah. Not a bad decision. No, not at all. And Philip, you started rowing in Queens, but what was it like before? Like, what did you play any other sports, or um, what was your involvement? I'd say it was the same as Dara. You know, like as a young kid, you just want to do everything, and you have your summer sports, your winter sports, your team sports, your individual sports. But I played hockey actually, um, and I went to a few. Uh, Europeans competitions under 16s and stuff like that and would actually know quite a lot of the lads in the Irish hockey team now and some of the girls as well from back then so it's quite nice seeing them from a different sport which is quite good but uh, yeah then decided to sack all sport completely when I went to university um, and it was all kind of around the whole medicine thing and the, my application for getting into uni was essentially rejected because they were like, why haven't you been volunteering in hospitals? Why haven't you been doing all this volu- like all this work to be a doctor? Like you just, you seem to just do sport all the time. And I was like, well, that's fair enough. Uh, I might as well like stop all the sport and focus on that. So went off to volunteer in a hospital in Africa for a few months and just fell out of touch with sport really and started dropping down the team's to give less and less time and then I was like you know what if I'm not playing at the top level I don't really want to play at like at my age so I was like I'd rather explore other things and then slowly find my way back to competitive sport because you know like you have all this time and energy and you need something to do with it so just came back into Rowan after that for the second year of college and that was kind of the same as Dara like that's it once you're in you're in and you kind of have to give it all give it your all or else step back out they're definitely two sports that are um, huge on time time commitment and, and volume and stuff. So it's not easy, I think, what you're both doing. Um, Dara, who were your role models growing up? Um, role models were definitely kind of, definitely at the start was the people in the club. I would have been one of the youngest starting in the club and then you'd see the guys ahead of you and what they were doing. To then, I remember, I think the first kind of Olympics that kind of stood out for me was the 2012 28th and 2012 Olympics. Um, obviously, the 28th was, or 2008, sorry, was uh, obviously Michael Phelps. And then 2012 was definitely uh, Cameron Vandenberg. He was a, a Olympic gold medalist and world record holder at the time for breaststroke. So that kind of um, was a big kind of inspiration to, to us. 
Did you have role models from other sports or they're just ones that you kind of have from swimming? Um, other sports, definitely would have looked at the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he was definitely a guy that invested his all into it. He, he was, he's not afraid to kind of come out and say what he has done to get to where he is today kind of way. Um, other people such as like Dan Carter and stuff in rugby are kind of like definitely um, very open and honest about what they had to sacrifice to become one of the best in the best. And what about you, Philip? What were you, who were your role models as you were growing up? I never really had any, to be honest. Like the genuine honest answer is I don't really watch sport. Uh, I do watch soccer. I'll watch a bit of the Six Nations now, but never would have watched it when I was younger. Like the World Cup, all that, like would never really have bothered me. Like the TV could be on in the background and I, I wouldn't really be pushed to turn around and, and have a look. So I never really had any like sporting heroes or or anything. I always love watching sport like sport movies and stuff like Coach Carter and those sort of things. But I never had anyone that I was like, oh my god, I want to be that person someday, or like you know that person's inspirational, or which is kind of ironic now because you want to inspire young people into sport. But there was like Usain Bolt, I think, was one of like the most amazing athletes to watch. And I always like, I'm actually gutted that he didn't stay on because uh, it would have been amazing to be walking around the Olympic Village and bump into him. But, you know, he's the only person who I'd be like, genuinely excited to meet the rest. I could, you know, I'm happy out, like just let them walk on by. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess luckily, if you're if you're busy doing what you're doing, it can be hard to sit down and watch other sports at the same time. And I know if I kind of was watching, say, Kira McGean and Ellen Keane were talking, and I'm, you know, Kira's there asking Ellen, like, oh, well, tell me a bit about swimming because I'm really busy in athletics. I don't actually get to sit down and you know watch you compete. And look, all the competitions are kind of on, you know, the weekend, so it can be hard to to see what everybody else is doing as well. Um, from being involved in different types of sports, have you ever noticed the difference between like the treatment or the opportunity for male and female athletes? Me, hundred percent. There's there's always like that. I think I was chatting about this to somebody the other day, and like it's it's more at the higher end of sports. So like the more money that's in the sport, there seems to be more discrepancy. I feel like being part of a like a minority sport. Um, probably even the minority of all minority sports like Rowan's not very high profile at all and we would have a very equal gender balance in our sport I feel um, like we've got such amazing like Irish talent in our sport that are kind of performing exactly the same as, as the men are in some ways and like, so I don't see any discrepancy and with grant funding and things through Sport Ireland you know you're, you get your you get your result in your category and that's it. You don't need to move on. You don't need to do better. Like there's not as much, like you're not getting paid more for being a male athlete, but whenever you do, like, I know I say I don't watch sport, like, but I could name you like a good few premiership footballers in the male side. I couldn't name you one female premiership footballer. And like, that's probably on me as much as it is on everyone else. But, you know, I know I don't have any exposure to it. It's never really like publicized. It's not on. So it's not really on the media. Like, and I wouldn't go looking for it. So, and like like Irish rugby, there's another girl, Claire McLaughlin, actually, who is a doctor and 
uh, was the year above me in Queens and was on the same scholarship program as me. I know she's an Irish rugby. She's on the Irish rugby squad for women's rugby. Um, and like the likes of Jacob Stockdale and other guys like that, I think we're all like in around Belfast, sort of my age group. He's he's now an international rugby player playing for Ulster. You know, like there's far more hype around him than there ever was around Clare, and there probably ever will be. And that's where you see the main discrepancies. I feel whenever you get higher up the the money racket, essentially, and the more money and the more companies and the more sponsors, because I feel like media and sponsors and a big money seems to follow male sport rather than female sport because you get that engagement and whether that's true or not I don't really have the figures but there must be some truth to it that the money's following the money mm-hmm. follows the engagement really um, so until you can sort of close that gap like it's almost like the gender pay gap really but it's, it's not a gender pay gap it's it's a, it's like a, a money gap a finance gap in sport that needs to be filled yeah, no, definitely like the, the two sports you've identified, there's huge um, kind of difference in opportunity, I think, there. And even when uh, in the UK, when the soccer was going back, the, it was the men's that were going back first before the women's teams, like the classifications um, as elite, the women weren't classified as elite for a while, even though it, it was, uh, you know, whether it's Man City or Liverpool or whoever it was. like, And, and you're right about the money, like there's so much money in some of those sports that the pressure is going to be coming from the sponsors to get the, the men's teams back first because that's where the money is. And I think that can be kind of difficult for people to understand sometimes. But Dara, you've been in a couple of different sports. Have you noticed it kind of as you grew up? And then I know like similar to rowing, like swimming has a good reputation for say equality and opportunity for, for women and girls in sports. Yeah, no, I'd agree more. With the likes of just, uh, it really is down to kind of that exposure side to it, and and just getting people aware of it. It's it's not more just like it's it's people are ignoring it or anything. It's kind of more just like if they're aware of it and the fact that what's happened um, with the sports is kind of um, one big step forward, and especially now, like I know with swimming itself, it's it's just. As Philip said, like Rowan, it's very gender neutral. You you do your time and your classification, and uh, depending on what you do is kind of what you get. Uh, they're the exact same funding for male, female, uh, in that kind of sense. But yeah, no, um, definitely. Like on the other side, saying it's kind of when you're looking at the male and female teams down to funding to anything else is kind of a, a night and day difference in it. What was it like, so say, from being involved in GA and your sister's involved in GA? Like, has there ever been, like, have you ever noticed the kind of differences there? Because we'd hear a lot about the stories where, say, junior boys teams will get preference over senior women's teams, whether it's in GA or soccer. And, like, that's in Ireland. It's not, it's, I'm sure it happens in other countries too, but they're kind of local level stories. Has there been anything that you've ever kind of noticed growing up? Um, I mean, maybe upon reflection, because sometimes it's difficult to realise this when you're kind of in it. Yeah, no, he definitely. Um, it's definitely the looking back. Uh, th- there was kind of even times my sister would be even chatting away, being like, "Is there any kind of point in even though like county is a big thing uh, in GAA, but sh- like half time she'd think um, 
coming down to it, would there be any point in giving it another year kind of way? Because it is hard to keep going. You're you're dedicating as much as anyone else to it in that kind of sense. And you're seeing the results that the like male footballers, uh, like say with the county and stuff, are getting compared to the female women's. Um, and it is hard for them. Like there, there, I remember a few times that she taught just packing it in, even though like, she'd be one of the best players on the team. But it's kind of one of those things that's not really encouraging for them to try and keep pushing on. And she's supposed to be, not supposed to be, but like younger girls are looking up to her in the parish, the county. And if they kind of get this vibe off it, like they definitely change sport fairly quick. Like, yeah, no, I think it's difficult. I'm in in some sports more than others. I'm. I think it's interesting, say the way that uh, swimming, rowing, athletics are done is the uh, at competition that it's alternated. Do you think there's something that other sports could learn from this? Like I know tennis at a time was just all male competition, and now it's something that's alternated. We take that for granted, but there was huge work done, you know, a number of years ago to change that. Is there is there room for for learning um from other sports for the likes of ga or soccer or, or rugby um i think for us it's so hard to comment on things like that because like we don't see the differences you know we all train in the same center we train at the same time we're held to the same standards i think the hard the hardest thing that sport has to overcome is funding and money um, because until you balance that you're not going to get the quality that you want like TV companies are going to follow the games that are worth the most um, sponsors are going to sponsor the games that are going to, that are worth the most and then the more interest that gets it just like it perpetuates a cycle of, of money following money um, and unless you can overcome that I feel like you can make as many you know, you can have this, the dressing rooms in the same place. You can have all that. And like, even if you look at golf, like I don't think golf alternated at all. Like, and I know some golf clubs where the women aren't even allowed in the main clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Or they have their own separate building, like Royal County Down, which is r- right beside where I am. Like, hell, it, it, like the women, jet, I think, have to get like a free pass or they're only allowed in the men's clubhouse on a Friday or something. You know, it's like tradition dictates a lot of this. You know, it's stemming from years and years of, like unquestionable like fealty to like male supremacy in sport and it's, it's hard to overcome that especially when the money follows it as well so i think the only way to get over it really is to like take away the spot the difference you know take away the the inequalities and the imbalance in it take away training in different grounds take away different clubhouses take away different training times take away like privileges take away you know take that all away and strip it back just to pure sport and like results are results dependent like it doesn't matter how much is behind the game or how much is on it or how many people but you can't you can that's all like an ideal world you can't turn around and say no this game's as important as that one because if you're selling tickets and you're like a profit making organization like i watched a documentary on the USA gymnastics are recently actually a horrific documentary, which I'm sure many of you have seen, but like the start of it was essentially that this is a million dollar company. Like USA gymnastics was worth mm-hmm. like 12 or 13 million a year in profit from advertising and working with sponsors. You know, they're not going to jeopardize money for equality within the athletes. 
like the documentary highlighted that alongside other things but like no one's going to sacrifice their dollar mm-hmm. to bring it to bring a balance and i think that's that's the hardest thing you have to overcome yeah and i understand where you're coming from i guess it's probably from grassroots level that we could change some of those pieces in the visibility like even if it's down at local clubs where you have a you know under 12 boys match and under 12 girls match we start to alternate it and make it more visible and um, i think people have kind of suggested previously with say ga that you integrate some of the you know whether it's semi-finals or finals so that you are get because people are there to watch the men that they'll then see the women as well and then other people say well should they might just get up and leave for that game and then come back and like that's like that is the truth of some of it you will have some people that do that but um i think you know the sports a year it's uh it's, it's great that the women are so integrated through it and that there is that kind of equality because with it's it's the visibility, it's always there. Like people are always, if you're watching the the men or the women, whoever you're there to see, you're going to get both where it's not the same in, in all of the sports there. From training alongside the women's team, like what do you think of the comments of nobody cares about women's sport or the standard is poor? Like you are, you know, doing their, your TikToks and everything with them and you're wearing the girls' one pieces. But like, what do you think of those kind of remarks? Uh, like, there's a lot of uneducated and ignorant people in the world. And I think you just have to, you have to accept the fact that everybody's allowed an opinion. Um the girls that we train with are phenomenal and like we do everything on a percentage base. So it's not like I can do a certain distance in this mount. Like I can do it in six minutes and the girls can do it in seven minutes. So I'm better. It's like, everything's done as a percentage, like an overall percentage of your world record time. So their seven minutes could be 94% of their world record time. Whereas my six minutes could be 90%. So they're beating me. Um, and every day we publish like all of our training sessions are like ranked in percentage and published. And, you know, whenever I first came like for a while there, two years ago, I was like up the top of the list. And like, as our girls are forming more of a team and they're doing better and better, I'm slipping down that list. Like, and um, I've all the excuses in the book, you know, that it's like, it's a Watts and it's not a linear scale and percentages are different as they're like a percentage of a big number is different than a percentage of a smaller number, blah, blah, blah. But like, they compete with us in the same level and we go side by side with them. And we have a women's four that are trying to qualify for the Olympics and we're a men's double and we're not that dissimilar on speed. So we train with them, we spar with them, we paddle with them, we race against them. You know, like they're the boat that we're trying to beat at the minute. Like we, they're the ones whose percentage we're gunning for. So I've, I've always felt like I, I train and compete equally with women all the time. And yeah, like I would be good friends with a lot of them and would see them as a big social part for me down here as well. So yeah, I jump in the TikToks and all the rest and wear the, the big strong girls gear and all that. So yeah, I, I I enjoy it. Like I don't see why not, why you shouldn't. Like I don't understand where that mindset would even stem from because it just it wouldn't it wouldn't wouldn't occur to me at all. And obviously it's similar for you, Dara, like you're training with with men and women, like what what do you think of some of those comments? Yeah, when it comes to that, it's kind of unbelievable to even think of that their kind of thoughts really, especially in the training group that I'm in now. It's just one of the girls that actually swim breaststroke as well. And she'd be one of my main training partners because I'd be the only male breaststroke on the team. And it's, it's exactly like 
uh, just with the the rowers. Like, um, I know if I'm not on my game, like she'll beat me. Like, as in, if whether that's kicking or anything, like you're, um, it is just complete competition at the end of the day, no matter who it is. Um, and you don't have that kind of thought of, oh, it's it's because it's female or whatever. It doesn't. It's irrelevant or that. It's it's not that at all. Like at the end of the day, we're all down to do like one thing, and if that means um, we're all down for the same goal in that kind of sense, and we're training towards the same goal, so it's uh, they know what they have to do, and we know what we have to do um, all together, and like we're gonna help each other out either way in that kind of sense. So it's yeah, it's it's kind of mad to think how people can kind of like shout that out as a commenter or whatever because it's uh it's it's definitely a, a bit of an ignorant co- comment at the end of the day yeah no it's like it's fascinating the amount of comments that come out and i think particularly with like social media and stuff it's just so easy for people to comment like i guess if you look at 20 years ago people might have had those thoughts in their head where it's so easy for people to voice them now and um, there's actually a piece going around uh, in rugby at the moment about real real comments that were made about social media on social media about female rugby players and like you just actually watch it because it's horrendous to think that the different things that people actually typed out and published for other people to see but there's people agreeing with them as well which is ridiculous but we've talked about role models and I guess Dara you, you've actually talked about role models <laughs> Philip's, Philip's looking up to you saying both but you've talked about kind of the impact that uh, some role models had on, on you how important is it that there's um, both men and women for young boys and girls to look up to and um, that it's not always just uh, male role models because I know um, you know people have spoken to young girls before and asked them who their role models are and, and oftentimes it's just men because they haven't seen female role models. Um, sorry, uh, definitely just like the likes of like obviously our famous one with Ireland is Katie Taylor and stuff like what she's doing now. Like obviously she's over in the states or whatever, but like even now you wouldn't get as much exposure compared to what like you'd you'd see more about Anthony Joshua with his boxing career and stuff, and he's not even. He's from GB and stuff, but like, um, yeah, definitely not enough from that kind of sense. And um, even like, obviously, boxing's like, uh, you, they'd say that like, oh, there'd be some out there that wouldn't think it's uh, it's suited for females or whatever. But like, she's just completely breaking down that door and opening wide open for uh, anyone to take it up in that kind of sense, which is absolutely amazing. And um, like that kind of way for um, role models, especially because like, she's best in the world, like, um, you know, undeniably in that kind of way. So definitely, I think she's, uh, you'd find a lot more kind of younger um, generation will be looking up to her, whether that's boys or girls in that kind of sense, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like, it's crazy to think that, um, you know, she actually impacted women's boxing getting into the Olympics and you know it's only actually a short period ago that women's boxing wasn't included at all um do you think having more female role models um makes a difference for young girls Philip absolutely yeah um and that's sort of that age old if you can't see it you can't be it like it's the same with uh like sports getting like minority sports getting 
like airtime on TV and RTE are actually trying their best now to like you know show that like the athletics was on the RTE player there the other day and like trying to get minority sports more airtime. Um, so like if if like young girls don't know that there are other women out there performing that well and you know can make a professional career out of of sport or can make money and keep sport going after uni, I think like they're not going to give as much, you know, they're going to like, if you look at, at all the guys out there who play soccer, like all the wee boys kicking a ball around school at lunchtime, they're all thinking of like the premier league players. And, Oh, I'd love to be a, a professional footballer one day. There's probably not too many girls thinking that because they probably don't know that you can be a perfect, like the, that might be different now, but they probably didn't know or wouldn't know that you can make a lifestyle out of it. Or you can be a professional footballer. You can be a professional like swimmer. Like, uh, like I know about, Michael Phelps and a few of those other like Adam Peaty etc but I don't know any like this is my ignorance really but like I wouldn't know any female swimmers that like are making a living out of it or doing a full time so like if you if if you if you don't know that that's available to you you're not going to do it like it's the same with like a jobs careers fair you know you're only going to look at the jobs that are there and then trying to talk to you trying to recruit you trying to bring you in people aren't going to stumble into being a full-time athlete you know you have to you have to see somebody else do it. You have to like want to be that person yourself and see something you admire in it and see something that you want to emulate. So if you can't, if it's, if it's not being shown to you and you're not aware of it, like how can you be expected to make that choice and to have that information? Cause at the end of the day, especially with like with medicine, the only thing that you have to allow the patient to do is have enough information to make an informed choice you know, it's not a prison. You can't make them stay there. You like, you can't force them to have a surgery. It's, it's up to them. It's the same with an athlete, like a, a youngster. It's up to them whether they want to do the sport. Like, sport's not nice. Like, I hate it. Like, some of the training sessions, like the training session we have this morning, like my arms are killing me. My lungs are, are shattered to bits. The wind's slapping us around from the side and it's freezing cold at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm not going to like lure anybody in to do that full time. First of all, I wouldn't want anybody else to go through that, but like they need to want to be there. Like you're not going to make someone go through like hardship and a crap time and sore legs and sore arms and no sleep, like unless they want to do it you're not getting paid enough for it like so yeah yeah if they can't if they don't have a role model they're not going to continue in the sport like bottom line yeah definitely i think it's like because even when like growing up through sport it was always the thing of get get females involved because oh they're dropping out because they figure out they can go out and all that stuff but at the end of the day it's kind of like as you said if they don't have see the end goal as in as all, all uh, lads see it as like oh they can get a certain like like th- there is role models out there like left right and centre wherever they look and sport if they give it a go but like with, like they're finding it so hard to even keep the inclusion with girls in sport because like at the end of the day they'd obviously go out because it's fun or whatever if they don't know what like what they're doing with it if people aren't pushing it on to making it fair at the end of the day um yeah it'd be it's like no wonder it's so hard to actually um keep the kind of females in sport especially up to high performance level like if it's if they're kind of getting that far even to seeing then that they're working another hill battle with the likes of fun and everything else like you're just like yeah 
you know, we are obviously talking about women's sport and you ha- are both advocating for women's sport. So, Dara, why have you decided to voice your support for female athletes? Um, it's funny, like, it's one of those things that, like, you just think automatically, like, even when you first asked me, you're just like, yeah, why, why wouldn't you at the end of the day? Because <laughs> it's, like, there is people out there that is just like, that needs to kind of all move with the wave kind of thing, especially this year. It's been huge, uh, apart from COVID, but like it's been huge for women in sport, especially, you know, with the 2020 kind of, or sorry, last year, 2020 women in sport, to even now with how much kind of, even when you started kind of per sport and stuff and how much it just blew up, like it's just great to see, like I'm sure it's kind of this, moving in the right direction with it because even like even when you asked me it was just like yeah definitely because at the same time it's 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 a learning curve for me as well just to be able to even sit here with yourself and Philip and like obviously we don't see it in ourselves in our day-to-day kind of bubble with um how we train alongside male and female but like some of the stuff you're saying there today was kind of crazy to think that like yeah even with the whole um, what you call it? Media to kind of the Premier League stuff. It's it's a mad thing, but it's it's the only way you can kind of make a change. And then if someone that looks up to either myself or Philip and kind of looks twice at what we're kind of doing or what we're kind of just mentioning on the fact they might kind of have a second look at it to whatever age they are, kind of way. What about you, Philip? It's a similar enough answer. It's just like, why would you not, pretty much? And with so many like strong female athletes around me down the rowing center, that uh, as much as like you don't want to really admit it, like you do look up to them sometimes, and you think, why would you not want that? But then, as well as that, like um, you sort of think in in the future, if I have a daughter or if I have a a niece or whatever, do I want to feel like oh? this isn't an option for them because they're a girl. Like, you don't want to ever have that that thought in your head. And it's all right being a, being a male in sport um, and sitting here, you know, on the male side of things and maybe getting a few more perks than the women do, like, and thinking, you know what, I, I'll just keep my keep my opinion to myself and I'll not say anything and I'll not, but like, not step out. But I think you, that's the only way you're going to make a change is by doing something different than... I know yesterday was International Women's Day and like there was a lot of shouting and there was a lot of going on. But I know a lot of people turned off to it and a lot of people like switched off from it because it was too much all at once. Um, and, you know, like it, it, it's a lot of people like screaming and shouting and trying to make a lot of noise on one day of the year where this is an opportunity to do it for longer and to try and get something, something going, a bit of momentum behind a change. Uh, and I think it makes them more of a difference because like as a male advocating for for women it's 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 a new voice that a lot of people haven't heard it's 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 not just oh like this is not my opinion by the way but like you know oh that's the women giving off again you know it's like you're you're standing up there and you're you know you're saying like well here actually they have a fair point you know and uh like as much as you can put all these females in these positions of powers in Sport Ireland and high-performance sport and CEO of Rowan Ireland being a female, all that, like 
a lot of men out there will have the opinion of others oh, that women given off again. So if, if you can be a male voice in there that could maybe turn the odd head that wouldn't have turned before, then sure that's a positive thing. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's why we think it's important that there are male athletes like talking about it as well, because like you say, like you might resonate with whether it's someone that's seven or 47, 57, whatever it is. Um, you know, the the difference that, that you're saying that voice can have um, with with some other people and the fact that they might actually open their mind, like you're not going to convince everybody. And I think a lot of people are aware that like, um, as you said, like that, that uncle might be setting their ways and, and that's fine. You just have to kind of focus on particularly the younger generation that they can see that. And I wasn't going to ask you about your future children. <laughs> it did cross my mind, but I thought, Ash, look, they're still young. I'll, I'll leave them. <laughs> I won't ask about their future potential daughters. <laughs> but sure, look, you've, you've brought that up. And I think, um, you know, O'Driscoll and um, O'Connell have mentioned it, you know, since they've had daughters, they want to see that kind of opportunity for um, their daughters um, as, as well as their sons. But um, yeah, definitely the piece on International Women's Day, like there's a lot of people that will stand up and say, you know, they'll do, their, they'll do the post on LinkedIn, they'll do the post on Facebook and that's it for the rest of the year. And are you actually, are you actually contributing? Not really, because everybody else has posted about it as well. And has your organization actually done anything to, to change, you know, whether it's that gender pay gap or, or whatever it might be? Like, people can kind of put out a lot of noise and behind closed doors, they're not actually changing that. They're just doing it because it's, it's to be seen to be doing the right thing. Um, I think, Dara, what you, the point you made about kind of learning and, and that type of thing, like, it's also important for people not to uh, kind of shy away from. Uh, and pretend everything's perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you, have, you grew up in a certain way and like no more than say the sports that I was involved in as a child, I didn't really notice it as a child until I hit a certain age. And um, because I like, I was in swimming. So like similar to Dara, like you don't really notice it there because it's, you know, boys and girls training together, competing together, all that type of thing. But it's a lot of the team sports sometimes that you see a bit more um, disparity or, or the opportunity is not necessarily always the same. So, I think for both men and women to kind of not um, pretend that everything's perfect and like you've known the whole time and like it's it's fine to have experienced these things and, and to learn as you go because, um, you know, it's uh, a learning curve, I think, for for lots of people that, um, you know, if you're, if you're especially if you're caught, caught up in your own bubble, like you're doing what's like what suits you and, you know, until like particularly if you don't have a sister or a cousin or whatever it might be to compare if you don't have something to see what's going on um for girls like it's very easy to not even notice it and, and girls that don't have brothers if there's nothing to compare if you're not in the same sport you may not realize that at all um o'connell and o'driscoll talked about their retire i sorry talked about this after the retirement well you guys are talking about it now like do you think that it's important that current athletes are you know talking about it in some respect whether they stand up and are you know huge advocates or they at least acknowledge it do you think it's it's important that people are talking about it now rather than waiting till after their careers have ended massively yeah because it's like at the end of the day like we're not the we're not the huge athletes we're we're little fellas you need a couple of the big fish, like the boys who are on the Irish rugby team or the like the Irish soccer team. You need those people with the the sort of the bigger reaches, the bigger social impact, 
who are making that big money, who are well, you know, willing to step up and be heard. Because at the end of the day, no one's really listening to what some fella who's doing rowing for a few years down in Cork is listening to. Like they, they want like when you say Brian O'Driscoll, we all know who that is. You know, I've never played rugby. I know who that is. You know, like half the country knows who that is. So like you need a couple of like the bigger role models, the bigger names to to step up and while they're playing, you know, because afterwards it's fine when you have your like when they had their daughters and they're like, oh, here actually I would would like if everybody treated my daughter equal now that I have one, you know, they need to step up and be more aware while they're players. And I think a lot of players are aware of it. They're just not willing to put their neck out there. They're not willing to put anything on the line. Um because you know they want that contract next year or their their sponsor is whatever or you know so i think it's it's you play it safe until you're out and you're retired and then once 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 you're away it's like you know after all your mates have pulled you away and they're all holding you back then you shout i come on big lad you know yeah you have to you have to do do the talking while you're there you know you can't you can't shout shout it afterwards yeah, interesting. Um, I think you, you can give yourselves credit where credit is due. <laughs> Tara, be be hurt now, Philip. <laughs> but no, like it's um, it's it's some of the reach, I guess, from sports that eyes are, are going to, whether it's rugby or whatever it is. Um, like, look, there's people that we know that got uh, Irish caps there a few weeks ago, and then you know you look on their Instagram following and it's shot up because they've been on the pitch for a few minutes. Like it, it, it there's eyes on particular sports, and yeah, you're right. It's it's difficult for people to come out and say things because you're right. Like, are are you going to get picked? Are you is, are you going to you know have people kind of go against what you're saying? And um, but I think it is important, and like obviously the weight that O'Driscoll carries, and that like he's he's spoken about it um, on a number of occasions at this stage. Um, he does still resonate with people, so it is great um, that he's, he's saying something. But um, yeah, definitely it'd be brilliant if current um, athletes from lots of different sports um, did talk about it because it kind of it sets the tone um, uh, in, in, in lots of different sports and it kind of impacts you know, young boys and girls. Um, I guess one last question. I know we've been on for a while. Uh, twice as many girls drop out of sport by the age of 14. Philip, you're a doctor, so why is it important that girls and women stay involved in sports in some capacity, whether it's competitive or, you know, just for leisure and the, you know, social aspect of it? She was just like your general health, like mental health, everything, like physical health, bone density, like literally just not getting fat as well, like keeping your, keeping the, the body mass index down. You know, it's it's such a it's such an important thing. Like even if you're not even playing sport, just be physical, be active. Um, it's just the easiest way I find to be physical and be active is in a group setting. And like even like, for God forbid, join a CrossFit gym and put up every high and clean PB you have from now to the next twenty years. I don't mind, but like just be involved in something. It's 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 such a release for stress for everything for mental health for physical health i think it it's it's always easy to be to be lazy and to to step back and say you know what i've had enough of that sport or my mother or father has forced me to do this until i was 14 i'm old enough now i'm not going back you know it doesn't mean that you don't have to go back to the sport you were doing before there's so many other options like i only found rowing at 21 so you know you you've loads more out there and i think like everybody knows the the medical benefits of of being active and and staying staying physically fit. So, 
just whatever whatever it is swap don't stop um essentially don't if you're going to give something up start something else because you'll you'll find yourself sat there with nothing to do and you'll you'll feel like a plum thanks Aurelian for that um honestly thanks so much for the two of you for taking the time I know actually we, we were chatting for a good while there but um yeah it's 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 great to get some opinions on it uh, we've traded again <laughs> <laughs>